Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Benched with Bubba, continuing our season previews team by team, all 30 teams around Major League Baseball to get you ready for the 2023 fantasy baseball season. Tonight, we're talking Detroit Tigers baseball, folks. It's going to be a fun one. You know, I always say bad teams have fantasy relevance. We're about to find out. And in order to uh, to break down the Tigers for me, a friend of the show, a gentleman I got to meet with the Triple Play House Boys in Arizona. He's on Triple Play Fantasies podcast once a week, the baseball show with the boys, the Mindy boys, and Mr. Little Cheesecake himself. And he writes over at Fantrax.com. Find him on Twitter at Marty underscore Tallman. Marty, how are we doing, my friend? Hey, thank you for having me. As always, it's an honor to be on the show. Uh, Super excited to talk about fantasy baseball. Less about my Detroit Tigers as they have been breaking my heart uh, pretty much since like 2013. But um, outside of that, you know, I'm I'm super pumped, man. Thanks for having me. Always, always a pleasure. It's great chatting with you as always. Uh, and uh, for those that you know, this podcast uh, we're recording on, behind the scenes, recording on Tuesday. It'll probably come out on Thursday, but um, I'll be joining Marty and the boys next Wednesday night, February first, yes, to talk some third base. So make sure you guys watch the Triple Play Fantasy guys. They are always pumping out some awesome content over there. Um, what else you guys got going on? Or promote your stuff. You writing at Fan Tracks? Everything else? Yeah, right now, fan tracks, and I want to. Um, we're actually filling up the triple players ball, uh, which is a 15 team draft and hold on NFBC. Uh, NFBC. It's an overall league, so we just filled up League One, and we're currently filling up League Two. So it's a mix of you know the triple play fantasy crew, me, Doc, Art, D. Mendy, industry experts. Um, were you in it last year in the? Uh... That's Bubba? negatory. Negatory. No. Well, hey, we're gonna have to get you in this year, so don't worry about that. And then the rest of our TPF community. So, um, if you wanna, you know, hop in. And the biggest thing is here. Uh, well, if you are interested, DM me at Marty underscore Tallman on Twitter. I can get you in there. And the winner takes home the TPF Golden Cleats Trophy, That's which you can sweet. find pinned on my Twitter. It's by far the most beautiful trophy in fantasy yep. baseball and maybe all of fantasy sports. So yeah, we'd love to have you sweet. in there, Bubba, and you know the rest of uh, you guys listening as well. I think I'll have to jump in. I know Mindy mentioned it when we did the Twins preview last week. And um, I think your guys' goal this year is, I think, it was, was there three leagues last year? We I had think three leagues last year. We want four, four. So we're going five, for 60. Six. Yeah, okay. So that, we're, we'll make it happen. We'll get there. Yes, I'll sir. jump in one, and we'll, we'll, we'll have some fun. And that's like 50 bucks, 15-team DC formats yep. overall for the, the play is ball. 
and it is a phenomenal trophy. It is just outstanding. Um, I love stuff like that. Uh, sometimes it's those trophies are better than, you know, I'm taking home a couple, couple bucks once in a while. Cause you know, they say flags fly forever. That trophy. Yep. Will, if I win that, that thing will be right here on every show. <laughs> if you're I don't watching know if you YouTube. saw, but the guy who won it last year, he's hilarious. He put it on. Um, he like, he's holding it up. Um, and he looks like he's about to put it on his mantle and he moves the picture of his kid and wife and he puts it on the ground and replaces it with the TPF trophy. <laughs> it's That's absolutely incredible. That's outstanding. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Yep. Like I keep saying every once in a while Twitter comes through. That's good stuff right there. Yep. So enjoy it, folks. Well, there might be more laughs on the show. We'll find out here in a bit. But we're talking Detroit Tigers fantasy baseball relevancy because, you know, we don't want to talk about real life relevancy. Let's talk fantasy baseball. So we're going to go hitters. We're going to go pitchers as usual. Um, I'll reference NFBC ADP from like January 1st, give or take. Uh, most of these guys are going to come uh, later in drafts. And let's just start with the guy that I know I've been all in on for years, not in on him this year. Um, but it's like intriguing because you hear some people talk about Javi Baez. Yep. And when you actually talk about Javi Baez, I'm going to have an ADP of like 165. Way different than we're used to with yep. Javi Baez. So what do you think? And like, it finally caught up with him last year, but was it just the first year in Detroit? Is it that ballpark? Is Javi breaking? What are you thinking? Well, yeah. And I wanted to start off by saying the Tigers organization, just in general, is a team in transition. So we have a completely new front office and a completely new set of hitting coaches. We were by, we were like top five um, or bottom five worst hitting teams in all of baseball. Every single person you can think of on the team uh, was terrible. And I don't say that like, like lightly, they were absolutely terrible. So the good news about all the Tigers this year is that they're super cheap. The bad news is none of them are really that good. And I think the biggest uh, the biggest move that they made is the the new dimensions of Comerica Park. Yeah. So you know they're going to bring they brought in the uh, center field um, center field by ten feet, but more importantly, they lowered the right center field wall from thirteen feet down to seven feet. So we should see a little bit more home runs. Uh, Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green both hit balls last year that went four hundred and twenty five feet from home plate, and they were both flyouts, which is just absolutely ridiculous so overall we should see an uptick in offensive numbers due to a brand new set of hitting coaches and a little bit smaller of a park so uh, back to mr Baez. so roster resource has them um, hitting second in the lineup so plenty of at bats we know how much they paid him they paid him everything so he's going to be constantly playing no matter how bad or good he does and i wanted to i wanted to ask you something uh baba you want to hear something depressing sure why not sure Baez is projected for the highest batting average for the Detroit Tigers, according to the Batnix. Yeah, for the starting lineup. And that's at a 249. So, oh, um, man. The highest, <laughs> the highest batting average. So over uh, the bad X has him for 584 plate appearances, batting 249, 18 bombs, 67 runs, 64 RBI, and 12 stolen bases. So with his ADP, he's currently the 18th shortstop off the board. Um, he's not going to be as bad as he was last year. You know, he can, I think he can still provide you the 20 home runs, 10 stolen bases and wh where his ADP is at. I really like him, especially if he's going to be your middle infielder. You know, I think that's where you're going to be able to find some good, uh, some good use for him. What do you think? And that's, oh, sorry. What was you going to say? No, no, that's it. Okay. Um, that, that's kind of the thing is I make a lot of my like dumb claims. Like I'm out on Javi Baez like in November, and then the beauty of doing all these podcasts and doing all the writing is like you start seeing things, you look at things, projections come out, and then you, your biases are farther away now because, you know, it's been a bit to like let, you know, emotions settle. Yeah, you yeah. got that. 
Hey. We're, here, we're here all night. Um, <laughs> but the things you mentioned is what I'm kind of starting to wrap my head around. It's like we always talk about roster construction and the way the drafts flow and all that kind of stuff. Well, if it works out where all of a sudden, you know, at round pick 160, 170, maybe Baez falls to like 185 or something. You never know what draft you're in. And now he's your middle infield, like you said. You know, projections have him for 18 and 12. Like, don't worry about the runs and RBIs. That's the Tigers thing. That's going to be a, a weird deal. Who knows? But the power of the speed, 18 and 12 is the conservative angle for him. Maybe he gets more comfortable in Detroit. Maybe things go better and he's back to like a 23, 24 home run guy with like 15 steals. Pretty darn good for a middle infielder, like you said. And so that's where I had to like start sit back and like, okay, in that scenario, I can see it working out on my team. If he gets 240 plus, it's a win. Like we're happy with that because there's gonna be, we all know swing and miss is coming. Like that's just what Baez does. But you don't want that to stop because that's who he is. That's how he does what he does. So um, I originally I was like 100% not drafting Javi Baez this year. I don't have any in my early drafts, but at least he's coming into my radar as I navigate drafts differently as the draft season goes. So I'm with you on that. As a middle infield option, I can see it happening. Yeah, you got to be healthy. You know, you can't, you have to say yeah. you're not going to draft Javi Baez or what are you doing? You know what I mean? You're setting yourself up for failure. But if he falls down at, you know, around pick 200, you're yeah. not knocking to take him there. You know, he's going to, he has upside, especially with all the plate appearances he's going to have in Detroit. It's like the million dollar man says, everyone's got a price. Exactly. So um, let's talk Riley Green. This is the one coming out of camp last year. Everyone's pumped on it, gets hurt. So he misses a good chunk of the season. Really never seemed like he got comfortable after that. He's projected to, to be the dude sitting in the middle of that order this year. Uh, you mentioned the fly ball that he did not get a home run on. Uh, how are we looking at Riley Green? He's got an ADB closer to 200 right now. Yeah, so Russell Resource has him batting third in the lineup. Bad X projections have him for 584 plate appearances, batting 244, 13 bombs, seven stolen bases, 65 runs, 55 RBIs. You kind of touched on it. Coming in the last year, I mean, in spring training hit a bomb off Garrett Cole. He was looking good. You know, he, his, uh, he got some helium in his ADP, and then he fractured his foot. So any, anytime you, you know, fracture your foot and you're off for two, three months just trying to do all the rehab you can just to get back, and then the comeback as a rookie, it's going to be tough. So um, we expect him you know, to be fully healthy this year. I am a little bit afraid of his injury uh, risk moving forward because he dives for everything in the outfield. Like He does not take any fly ball off. He's all over the place. He's going to do everything he can. And Scott Harris talked about another reason why they lowered the wall um, was for that Riley Green can rob more home runs. Yep. So he's going to be jumping all over the place. So that kind of makes me scared. But when you look at his um, ADP, he's going around like Alex Verdugo, Whit Merrifield, uh, Newt, uh, Newt Bar, And, you know, I like I think where he's at, I, I really do like his ADP. I'm going to have a couple shares of him. Yeah, he's interesting. He's very interesting because the prospect pedigree is great. Like we both said, he Huge. really never, never got comfortable last year. It's kind of a weird deal. Now it's like he's not even he's not even competing this spring like he was last year. Like it's your job, kid. Like show yep. up. You're hitting the middle of the order. Relax. Like just work on you. And that that's a big difference. That's a huge difference for a ball player. So um, I, I am curious with him. When you mentioned the ADP, and it, that gets to the point of the draft where it's kind of like, okay, do you want the cautious safe piece? Or do you want to take the upside piece. Green's the potential upside piece. You know your Verdugos or whatever. That's kind of your boring. You know what you're going to get piece. And that, who, that, that's who would your you rather have new bar or him. That one's so tough because, you know, everyone's yeah. team Newt Bar on Twitter these days. Yeah. Um, I love Newt Bar. I just can't wrap my head around all of the love for Newt Bar because there's so many questions in St. Louis. Like, he should lead off every day, but Edmund's still there. Like, we're not crazy. And, you know, Newt Bar did lead off most of the – if I knew Newt Bar was leading off every single game or, like, 140 games, I'd probably take Newt Bar personally. 
but it's is there's still enough questions where it's a much closer question between the two if that makes sense so yeah that that probably be and and this is where my dumb biases do come into play is i've seen Nupar do it for a good chunk of a season where i have not seen yep. green do it yet so that's, that's a big I, dif- big difference for me and that's where i go back to like the tigers having a brand new all three hitting coaches brand new you know that he's going to have um and, and he's currently working right now um with ryan mountcastle um that's down, not stinky down either, in florida no. so i don't know maybe you can give me give him some of that pop but um this is going to be a big transition year for the Detroit Tigers, you know, not only from like real baseball, but fantasy baseball. I, I'm spring training. And this is just overall advice for everybody. When you have a team like the Tigers, you're going to have to pay close attention to what the manager is saying, what the front office is saying about player roles, positioning, you know, what they're going to do with these guys. Because I think in us in the industry, we, we do this as well. It's like we focus on ADP. We focus on what everyone's doing in our little bubble. But there's this thing called real baseball. And like, we're going to have to see what are they going to do with these players? How are they going to, you know, what are their roles going to be? Riley Green's cemented. We don't have to worry about that. But as we get further down in this Tigers teams, there's nothing but question marks. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Yeah, 100% with you. And that's what makes it fun. Like I made a joke at the beginning, but I've said it for years on my show. I love bad teams because there's good fantasy value throughout them. There's always, they're still going to score runs. They're still going to do things that you don't pay a premium for them. And then if they, they hit that next level, it's gravy. And so that's what's kind of fun about some of these guys. And, you know, you talked about maybe Mount Castle can give Green some pop. Maybe he can go see Austin Meadows because I know it was only 36 games last year, but goose egg, zero home runs for Mr. Meadows. And obviously he got injured and missed most of the season after that. But ADP of 278, we've seen it in the past. Decent speed when healthy. There's two, like, fullest seasons. He's at 27 and 33 jacks. Average is always kind of a question with him. But when healthy, he's a decent ball player. It's just been inconsistent. So how do you look at Austin Meadows this year, you know, projected to lead off? Yeah, and and last year, not only was it like several injuries, but also mental health issues. You know, he was having a tough time. And, you know, we don't know, you know, we can't peel back the curtain to see what was going on with him. But he talked about it. He released a press statement. And he was struggling, you know, with his health, mental health, and everything like that. So, you know, obviously we all wish him the best from that, from a human perspective. And when you can take care of yourself, that's when you can actually start to do really, really well, you know, physically. So hopefully that's what we'll get. Um, Bad Axe has him for 15 home runs, five stolen bases with a 242 batting average. Um, yeah, as you said, he's leading off. And um, he's he's being drafted around Jesse Winker, who kind of has the same kind of questions marks with, um, you know, uh, what kind of person he is, his uh, his neck surgery. Trey Mancini, a.k.a. Trey Boo-Boo. Was that Boo-Boo? Trey Boo-Boo. <laughs> Your boy. Um, so he's hovering around there with, with Meadows having the full – he's going to have all the plate appearances. His role is solidified. 
from what he can possibly offer you, I, we'll never get back to the bouncy ball year, you know, where he hit 33 home runs. I think that's out of the question. I don't know if he'll ever get over 10 stolen bases, but he's going to have all the opportunity to maybe get, you know, 25 home runs, five stolen bases, hover somewhere around there, hitting the top of the lineup. You're going to draft where he's where he's at. You're drafting for opportunity, and he's going to have all the opportunity in the world. So I don't have any problem with people going for him. Personally, I won't have too many shares. I, I need to see it. I need to see what he looks like in Detroit. But I can't argue with people who are jumping on board because his ADP has gone up uh, about 20 spots since I looked last week. So people are buying back in. Yeah, I, I completely agree with what you said. Like, I can see why people want to buy back in. I'm not one of them. I'm just not um, for many reasons you mentioned. I'll pass. I'll, I'll take the L. I have no problem taking L's on certain guys. I'll, I'll do it. If, if he does well, awesome. Uh, I'm just going to pass in that scenario and, and hope he does well, and then we'll talk about him in 2024. Yep. And that, that, that'll be fine there. But I'm just not going not gonna to do it at that point in time. Now, this is a guy, all us fantasy people, we always write up or discuss on shows, are my guys at the end of draft season. Jonathan Scope was my guy at the end of draft season because it wasn't expensive. He can get your corner infield or middle infield. Like the, the flexibility was great. If you look at his track record, it was like 20 plus home runs, 270 ish average, like year after year after year. You know, throw in a couple bags, do this, do that. Nothing crazy, but just consistent power, good average, decent like runs and RBIs for where he goes in drafts. Wow, did that not happen last year? Hit 202 with 11 homers and five steals. Steals is the best of his career, but uh, that was different. The one thing I'll say that's keeping me interested. ADP of 431, and um, yeah, supposed to hit cleanup, it looks like, for the Tigers. I, so those two things combined at that ADP, hitting cleanup, can't get any worse than last year. Like I'm kind of intrigued. What's your thoughts on scope? Well, I'll put it this way. I just took him in the um, in the 30th round of the uh, FPAS draft and hold. So, Beautiful. you know. You're in. Yeah, if you get him in the 30th round, he's a body. He's projected to play as much as possible. Um, you know, he's he's my uh, third, second baseman on my roster, my backup middle infielder, which I think that's something you want. If you're like in a standard 15-team league where they're going to be ad, doing ad drops and stuff, I wouldn't even bother. But um, in a draft and hold, D.C., he's somebody that, um, he, like you said, he's going to have plenty of playing time, batting fourth in the lineup. No one's going to want him, so I don't think they're going to move him. So, um you know, I think he'll he'll hit closer to his projections. He's uh, bad X has him for 14 home runs. Um, you know, around 238 batting average, only two stolen bases, 52 runs, 56 RBIs. Like you said, if he's at the back of your roster, I think he'll be uh, somebody you can slide in there. Yeah, gaining the edge. I've been doing um, like later round draft and hold targets, uh, and I've done all the infield now. I think actually, did shortstop drop today on Tuesday and um, scope. I wrote up at first base. I'm just, just for the. Draft and holds, you just want plate appearances. You want playing yep. time. And you get a guy like Scope hitting cleanup that literally should play 130, 140-plus games. And that's just gold in those formats. And if he finds any sliver of his past success, yeah. you're money ahead. So that's kind of what I'm looking at, like at the price. Um, if he was going around like Austin Meadows' prices, I'd probably be out. Yeah. But we're talking past pick 400, 450-ish. We're in that range. And middle infield is shallow, man, especially when you get it past that 25th round in a 15-team league. I mean, you know, the other people you're looking at are even worse. So at least he's somebody with a role at that point. Exactly. 100% on that one. Let's go to the catcher. Might be one of the better fantasy-relevant players on the Tigers outside of, like, Green and Baez is Eric Haas. Don't say that. Uh, it's <laughs> true, but I, I've always loved Eric Costa. He's like catcher outfield eligible forever. Now he's just catcher yeah. only. 
But when he was catcher outfit eligible, it was because they had so many catchers in the way, they wanted to keep the bat in the lineup. Well, now they kind of got rid of some of those catchers in the way, and it looks like we're going to get some uh, full-time Eric Haas behind the dish. It looks like. I could be wrong. You know much better than I would. So how are we looking at Eric Haas? Um, I know we're hoping for 100-plus games out of Eric Haas, so maybe 110, 120 if he can flex around the lineup somewhere. But what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, so he's going to play every every uh, time against a lefty you know, on the mound. And he's talked about in interviews over the last week or so that bringing the fences in is going to help him in his profile. Um, he does strike out way too much. He's 31 years old. It's more than likely his best year in 2021 is behind him. But if you're in a DC, you know, and, and you need a, um, you know, as a backup catcher, you could do worse. You know, he's hitting six in the lineup. Bad Axe has him for 11 home runs, 32 runs, 36 RBI, um, around 312 plate appearances, which is so he's split in time there. But I think as the year the year goes on, and if he, if he's able to lift a couple of those balls, you know, over the um, over the fence, he's going to be playing a, a lot more. Um, I don't I don't love him, and I and I think every I don't know if anyone could, but if he's your second catcher, I think that's okay. Preferably, I wouldn't mind him even being like your third, like in a draft and hold. If he's your third catcher, you're doing good. You're, you're doing things right. Because with catcher this year specifically, I'm going for the Will Smith. You know, I'm going for, you know, a, a top five catcher. And then I'm going to get somebody from 10 to 15 because catcher drops off quick. And I don't want to have to be dealing with, you know, the the Jorge Alfaro's of, of the world. You know what I mean? Like I want to get my catcher and roll out. Yeah, a lot of my draft and hold type uh, deals – um Haas and like Nick Fortes have been like my two three I'm like I'll rotate those guys as my back yep. like my catcher two with my main guy and we're gonna rock and roll and hope it all plays out so yeah that, that's where I like Haas I'm, he's definitely not intended to be a catcher one in any format do not do no. that but uh definitely there'll be some catcher two viability as, as that breaks down all right the man that I'm really curious to get the Tigers inside track on I think I'm not the only one here is Spencer Torkelson former number one pick um obviously year one rocky is the nice way to say it yeah very nice but, Thank yeah you. I'm, I'm not, some people say i'm a mean guy i'm really not um but the thing with torque it's like the pedigree is legit you can't even say prospect pedigree because he really didn't spend a ton of time in the minors but you know the college pedigree the draft pedigree whatever you want to call it the dude's a legit raking like he crushes baseballs we know that we saw him in f pass two years ago like the dude is amazing I don't know if it was a rookie bump, if it was some injuries or what it was, but it seems like they're back to giving him a full go again this year, it looks like. So what's your thoughts on Torque, uh, who's going on ADP 300 right now? Yeah, and the, and the Tigers brass has already said they're 100% committed to him being their first baseman. There's no questions asked. Miguel Cabrera has already said he is the first baseman. Um so there's no questions about playing time. He's going to be there for better or worse. You already said he batted 201 in his rookie season. Obviously, that, that's pretty brutal. But we got to keep in mind, 24 years old. He has great pitch recognition. He does not um, swing at anything that's outside of the zone. Um, so that's going to be the stuff that really carries over. Max exit velocity was in the 78th percentile. So he's already shown the ability to, re- uh, to put the bat on the ball. And a few months back, uh, Torkelson was talking about how he's actually really happy with his swing and his approach. And he's not going to try to fix too many things this offseason. So when I heard that, I'm like, how do you bat 201 and then yeah. say, you know what? No, I'm good. I, l- I like what I did. So go the opposite of Cody Bellinger. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that 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 gives me a pause for concern. Um, but hey, if you're getting them at his ADP or 
preferably if you're not bad, if you're not uh, drafting with any Tigers fans, man, he's going to drop. There's not, you know, there's nothing from what we saw last year, unless you're in like in a dynasty league or something like that, where people are really buying into him. If he's going to be your corner infielder, I think that's perfectly fine. Um, I'm not going to say I'm fully in. I watched him. I watched him all year. There's nothing that really stood out. I'm interested to see his spring training. So on those, you know, when you wait and you do your drafts that are really close to the beginning of the season, those are the probably be the times where I'll hop more in on Spencer Torkelson. Right now, me and Tork, I'm I'm sending it out until I see it on the field. It's fair enough. Fair enough. I think it, it, I'll kind of echo the sentiments I, I use with Green, and this is coming from someone that played baseball for most of my life before I had to get a real job, mm-hmm. and. Um, it's just like the experience and just the comfortableness. I said with Green, like he's coming to camp. It's his job. It's his. The fact that Miggy's like, hey, Torque, it's yours. Like you're under my wing. Like we're going to go to yep. camp and I'm going to teach you stuff and just follow me. Like we got this. That's going to do a lot for him too. Like that's going to be big. Like because Miggy, you know it, seeing him every day. I know just watching baseball, being a baseball fan. Aren't many other guys I'd rather have on my in my corner to like relax me and teach me how to Pretty play cool. baseball? Like, it'd be like, because yeah. he's so chilly, he'll know how to calm a guy down. He'll know when he's stressing and be like, hey, come here. Like, let's figure this out. Like, I, yep. and he, he seems like he wants to do that, too. He seems like he's embraced that role like as, like, the big brother in the clubhouse. That's what it yeah, seems yeah. from the outside. So, pretty Absolutely. cool to have. Yeah, this is going to be his last. This is, this is Miggy's last season. You know, he's going to soak it all in. He's going to be there to, you know, for the younger guys. And um, the badass projection on Torkelson still has him hitting 16 home runs, 59 RBI, uh, 58 runs, 235 batting average. So the batting average is low. I think we could, I think he'll hit close to the 250, you know. Um, but like I said, we got to see it first. And, you know, he's projected to hit eighth on roster resource. Maybe he starts hitting and he moves up that order. And that could yeah. be a, a big difference, too. Because I think ideally the grand scheme of things is he want the, the Tigers would want him in the middle of that lineup. He's got to so, be the fourth or fifth bat. I mean, exactly. even that number one overall pick, and there's yeah. no one in front. I mean, we're talking about Jonathan Scope hitting in front of him. Exactly. I mean, that's pretty that, brutal. They can flip-flop that spot real quickly. Real fast. So, wouldn't yeah. shock me. Um, is there anybody else? Like, you know, they made the big trade. They got Nick for Soto. They got Nick Baton, uh, Donnie Sands, and Matt Veerling. There's kind of like flexy, rotating guys, but maybe there's upside there. Uh, Kiel Badu's back. There's a lot of like um, – he's, he's a little platoon more often than not. Kerry Carpenter showing little signs of life once in a while. Is there anybody fantasy wise worth discussing at this point in time? I don't hate Kerry Carpenter. I think that's somebody to keep an eye on. Roster Resource has him fifth in the lineup right now. Um, you know, getting him twelve home runs, couple stolen bases, nothing crazy there. Akil Badu, who everyone bought into after his big season a couple years ago, uh, I think he'll you know he'll he'll play a little bit. Matt Verling is going to sub in um, on the corner uh, corner spots between uh, Badu and Meadows, so it's. We already talked. Meadows will probably Meadows and Green are the only two outfielders I'm really investing in. The other ones we're just gonna have to see how it plays out. There's nothing that stands out for me. I can't. I I don't trust Bedu, Carpenter. I haven't seen enough of. So it, it's a wait and see for all those guys. Sweet. Let's head to the starting rotation. Where it's, it's interesting here too, and we'll start with my guy who similar to my bias thoughts, and I don't think this one's gonna change. I love Erod. Truly do. I think we're going to have to break up this year because um, so I, I work with a very wise person on Tuesday nights named uh, Toby, Toby G, Batflip Crazy, and he made fun of me all the time because I loved a guy with a whip of like 1-4 every single season. Yep. And the more I've like paid attention to things and worked on my roster construction, I'm like, he's right. And that really, really, really sucks for your team. doesn't matter how fun Erod is, there's any strikeouts he gets. And he wasn't getting strikeouts last year either, so that kind no. of sucked. 
So what's your thoughts on Erod? Like, was he just hurt? Was it a blip? Or is, you know, one four whip over and over again probably ain't a fluke. This is the most dramatic, like the most drama-filled team. Like, last year, Erod just left the team at one point. Yeah, and bizarre. I say left the team, like, the the head coach and the front office didn't know why he left. Like, he wouldn't talk to anybody. And then eventually it comes out he was having marital problems, you know, and real problems back at home. And so, you know, we, I completely understand that. It's crazy to sign a huge contract and just completely just fall off the face of the earth from the team. So there's some issues there where I can understand why, you know, where I'm going to – I don't – as a fan, I don't really trust him yet. Um, but, you know, all those issues aside, uh, when he did come back, you know, he went 4-2 and two with a 3.81 ERA. You already talked about it. Only 38 strikeouts and 52 innings. Um, with his ADP going, let me ask you this. Um, he's he's going around Jose Quintana, Kendall Graveman, Aaron Savale, and Adam Wainwright. It's to me, Erod has more upside than all of those guys. You're not wrong. Him and Savale would be close to me. Like the, yeah, from, what it, we, it, from what we I'll saw in the second that. half, from what we saw in the second half with Savale and the way that the Guardians do things, yeah. that one they know how to develop close. pitching. Yeah, so Something the Tigers know nothing about. <laughs> so those two are close because. Yeah, that second half run with Erod, no strikeouts, but he still had the whip. It was just like, dude, what are we doing here? It was so frustrating. His end results, like ERA and even like just quality of starts were fine. He has crushed you in whip and didn't get strikeouts. It was just like, it was like, what, what are you looking for on the squad here? And that's where it crushed you. Yeah, and um, a Steamer has him for 169 innings pitched, 152 strikeouts with and a 3.93 ERA. Yeah, he throws a ton of innings. If he, literally, if he would just lower the whip to like, even one, two, five, I'd be a lot more interested. It's yep. just literally you look at his season after season after season. It's like one, three, five to one, four, five over and over and over again. <laughs> so it's just yep. like, you can only do it for so long until something changes. And uh, maybe it is this year again, like you mentioned, not paying a premium. You can drop them real easily that way if things don't work out or you can just uh, figure it out at some other time. So we'll see. But the, the, I agree. The ceiling is much better with a guy like you already still young. Like he, and we've seen flashes of just like amazing stretches with him. Yeah, all so. of his advanced stats coming into uh, coming in the last year. You know, his last year in uh, yep. in Boston were great. You know, that's why I was all in. I was yeah, all in. I'm like, too. dude. Like, I thought I was on. a smart guy. You know, with the Comerica Park being huge and, uh-huh. and coming it all into made the, sense, right? All the AL sense. Central, and then next thing you know, he just straight up leaves the team. Which, yep, yep. yeah, hey, you can't call that. No, can't call that at all. That's <laughs> a weird one. And then trying to come back after that and pitch. Good that's luck. Tough. Um, Matthew Boyd coming home. This is kind yeah. of fun. You know, I went to the Giants, didn't really pitch because he was still hurt. Traded on the, the Mariners, pitched 13 innings. Great story. I don't, yeah. know how many, I don't know how many innings he's going to throw. So I'm really like, I'm just going to watch from the side unless you know something I don't know. I mean, they're going to they're gonna pitch him as much as possible. Um, Steamer has him for 153 innings pitched. That'd be for, quite the uh, jump. Huge. 141 strikeouts, 4.19 ERA. Um, so I really liked Boyd two years ago. You know, when he his his fly ball, his home run rate's always huge. And that's something he's obviously always going to need to work on. He's still in Comerica Park, and the dimensions are still pretty good there. I'm staying completely away, though, with all that said. There's no reason to invest in him. I don't care how far his ADP, how much he's dropped. I'd rather I'll look somewhere else. There's nothing that stands out. I don't care that his slider was once really good. Yeah, he can't pair it. it with any other pitches. Dead on. Um, the guy I am curious about investing in is Spencer Turnbull, who had Tommy John surgery, missed all of 2022, missed a ch- good chunk of 2021 also. But by doing that, all reports say he's ready for spring training, which is beautiful to see. Should be a full go come opening day, they're saying. 
you know, he's still not going to go a full season workload because no. he missed so much time. Yeah. But the difference with Turnbull is what we saw before he got hurt, and he kept improving as he, each year was very, very nice. And his ADP is 432. So, and like your draft and holds, I'm very intrigued with a guy like Spencer Turnbull. Yeah, more I'm more into him as well. I think expect somewhere around 130, 140 innings. I think that would be I, I think that would be something we would take. Um he looked so good before he got injured. I had him in a bunch of leagues and it, I I looked like the smart guy, you know what I mean? Like the home maybe a homer pick, but actually it all worked out there. Um I, I think if you're if you find yourself needing, you know, maybe your fifth, sixth, ideally maybe your seventh pitcher. You could do worse. I, I I wouldn't mind buying into there, um, but I wouldn't reach for him by any stretch of the imagination. I wouldn't expect what he did two years ago to come back. And yeah. you know, we, we got to take it's a wait and see approach with him as well. Yeah, I want to see what the velocity looks like. You know, what yeah, yep. after Tommy John, he's a spring training guy to watch. Hundred percent. But the the beautiful thing is, is he's like I said, he missed basically half of twenty twenty one, a little over half of twenty twenty one, all of twenty twenty two. So it's not like they're rushing him back. He took the full time off yep. and some. So like. He's ready to rock and roll compared to where others. It's like, okay, they rushed him back, like blah, blah, blah. Makes it a little more comforting in that regard. Um, Matt Manning is a guy we've seen like some highs and some some definite lows from from time to time. Any interest in him? I do. Here's the guy that I if, – if I'm taking a dart throw on one of the Tigers pitchers, it's Matt Manning. I'm planting my flag for better or worse. Um, when he was healthy last year, he was effective. A 3.43 ERA, which was the lowest of any Tiger with at least 10 starts. 3.78 FIP, which is only second to Scooble. Um, he posted um, five quality starts in his last nine outings. His walk rate was down. Home run rate was down. His strikeout percentage was up a little bit. His fastball is a lot more effective. Um, and he's, even though he's using it more than half the time, and his slider became a really good swing and miss pitch. And uh, had a uh, 35.8 uh, whiff rate on that. So everything that I saw from him, he's not going to overwhelm you, overwhelm you with your strikeouts. So, you know, it's kind of got that like Kyle Hendricks-esque as far as, you know, getting you, getting you your innings. Let's say if he pitches 140 innings, he'll probably get you 110 Ks. A little bit higher on the ERA, but from where he's going, he's basically free. And I could see some upside there. So I am in a man, Matt Manning. But if you do go for him, you have to have strikeout upside. Um, pitchers already in place. He's a guy that just, you know, they'll chip away and maybe help you with some counting stats. Get your, get your ratios pretty okay. Uh, don't fully, don't, don't reach for him, which is a very big theme here with all the Tigers. Don't reach for any of them, which I don't think anybody is, but yeah, no um, I do to. like him. Yeah, that's the beauty. Like all, almost all these pitchers, Erod's like a 340 or 50 of uh, ADP. These guys are all in the mid 400s. So like literally these are just pieces to build depth on your your rosters and dcs and or waiver wire fodder in a family like it's, yep. it's a beautiful thing to uh to keep in mind i remember manny we stream off and on all of last season like there were times where he was very very valuable especially in the second half like you mentioned so i can see some of that playing out as well uh, michael lorenzen rounds out the rotation is he in play or is there any other starters we should keep an eye on potentially uh, throughout the the season now lorenzen would be the last guy um I mean, Steamer has him for 145 innings pitched, 118 Ks, 4.33 ERA, similar profile to Matt Manning. I, I'm going to stay away. I, I just don't see a reason to go for it. Yep, that's fair enough, and he's a very volatile guy, so I don't I don't blame you one bit there. Um, we don't see Tariq Skubal this year, right? Very minimal. I mean, they, yeah. they, they might be able to fit him in, you know, at the last um, – well, let me see what I got here. He's just, I mean, he's expected to pitch at some point, but flexor tendon surgery, his yeah, timetable is in flux. This, you know, yeah. so 
just that I would stay away. People have been drafting him though. My That's draft and hold. I was he, wondering. Yeah. He went like in the you know like in the some like mid twenty rounds, and I'm just like, what are, what are we doing here? He might be able to pick pitch sixty, maybe seventy innings if you're lucky, and it's not like he's lights out. So I don't know. I don't really understand that. I think. I think, and you'll see with ADP earlier in the year, I don't think people really understood how bad the injury was because no yeah. no one's really watching the Tigers, and I understand that. But once you see what the injury is, see the timetable of return, knowing that the Tigers aren't going to rush him. Yeah. We're not fighting for anything here. You know, They're just going to see how he slowly develops, maybe have him do three innings here, three innings there, build, build, build up. He might be giving you four or five innings by the end of the season. And then what are we talking about? Yep, 100% with you on that. Let's go to the bullpen now. Gregory Soto's gone. He, he, racked, gone. Up, he racked up saves, but he racked up a lot of stress, too, along the way. Um, and this kind of stinks, though, for draft and home people because Alex Lang was a guy I don't know a lot of us were targeting later in drafts. And now he looks to be the go-to guy for the Tigers. His ADP is uh, sitting around 255 right now. Uh, does it look like Lang's the guy for for you when you look at the Tigers? Yeah, I mean, look, so, so uh, Gregory Soto's out. Joe Jimenez, out. Andrew Chafin, out. So those are the three leading um, relief pitchers last year. So um, and, and the the president of baseball operations, Scott Harris, this is what he said overall about the status of the closer position for the Detroit Tigers. This was only about a week ago. I don't think we're in a position to make any decisions on that front. There's still a lot of offseason left. We also want to see how all of our pitchers perform when they go to camp in Lakeland. So AJ Hinch is open-minded to who the closer might be. And there might be several people in that role. So this is when I talk about, you know, before when I said, you're going to have to pay close attention. Everyone Lang went immediately in the draft and hold after we reset. Oh yeah. Yeah. People like Alex Lang, probably, you know, he'll probably be the number one guy. They have him projected for about uh, 17 saves, but it's not, he's not a shoe in, you know, um, Jose Cisnero could get some shots in there. So, um, Fantasy managers will have to pay close attention to spring training. That is the main thing. But that being said, Alex Lang, overall, it looks like to be the dude. Uh, Steamer has him for 65 innings pitch, 72 Ks, 3.61 ERA, and um, 22 saves on there. He's projected uh, for more saves than Jose LeClerc, Dylan Floro, and Paul Seawald. That so, says a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, I like how you mentioned Cisnero because even last year there was chances for him to kind of to take a role. The one name I want to ask you about that I know I've heard from a few others like the Roofs and the um, Greg Jewetts and others that follow the bullpens very, very closely is uh, Will Vest. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on Vest who at times even last year kind of showed some potential, but maybe it was just kind of a random stretch of the season? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, he's another guy. You're going to have to just see what they want to do with him. AJ Hinch okay. keeps everything close to the chest, you know, as far as, um, or should I say, close to the vest with everything that he wants to do there. But, you know, Will's only 27 years old. So, you know, the book hasn't been written on him. Great fastball velocity. He was in the 74th percentile. Um, but strikeout percentage is meh. His whip percentage is meh. He, 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 he you know, his, his walk percentage, percentage isn't great. And he still ended the year last year with a 4.00 ERA over 63 innings. Um, 63 innings pitched, only 63 strikeouts. So he's not that guy that's going to go in there like a typical closer and get those strikeouts that Lang is. But um, he's in the mix, just like all the rest of those guys. But maybe even if you are like the main closer for the Tigers, I mean, how many saves are we talking about? 15 to 20? Anything anything above that, you're really happy. So the secondary guys, maybe you're looking at 8, 10, 8, 10 saves. You know, so you can kind of, in a draft and hold, that's something you can chip away at. You know, I think. Um, it, it's serviceable, but 
nothing overwhelming. All right, let's talk uh, prospects that maybe have an impact at some point this season. That's the beautiful thing about teams that aren't the greatest. Usually they have depth, or not. I wouldn't say depth is the word, but kind of prospects that might be close to the area. I know the Tigers have a few. I don't know how great we're thinking they're going to be, but are there any guys that stand out to you to be potentially fantasy relevant this year? And I, you know, I did my deep deep dive here. I went to um, this is probably where I spent the most time, like tr- really trying to come up with a really good answer here. But honestly, no. Yeah. When it comes probably. to fantasy, no, no one is relevant. <laughs> there is <That's> <laughs> there is no one really to call up that's going to come in here and make too much of a um, of a splash. And the reason being is. All of their most of their players are either veterans that are solidified in the role who aren't going anywhere, or they are they were supposed to be the prospects, you know, the the take, you know, the, to lead the Tigers to the next, uh, you know, the next form of their franchise, the Riley Green, the Torkelsons, and everything like that. So there's no one really standing out. I think two three years from now we'll see like you know Young will come up and you know we'll see a couple guys there, Jackson Job, you know, out of the you know Tigers pitcher. I think someone that's going to be relevant here, uh, you know. 2024 but nothing really for 2023 yeah it's like i'm even just looking at their pitchers in the system we saw a little bit of last year like very small glimpse like joey wentz made his appearance bo brisky i remember that name Uh, alex fado uh zach logue but none of them are world beaters i I like fiedo but he he's coming off hip surgery you know and he's he's gonna take a little bit to to get back he he's he's down there with mize obviously is another guy um you know coming off tommy john yeah yeah so these so the, the the roles are are already filled with either injury guys or guys that are up now who are struggling. So yeah, the farm's empty, and yeah. you know, just like two three years ago when you talked about the Tigers' farm system, it was everyone was so bright and optimistic. And you see what happens with teams that really don't have good development. Yeah, you know, no one's everyone's taken a step back. You know, since then. Uh, let's just say for some bad reason, Eric Haas gets hurt. What about Jake Rogers? I mean, he's been up before, you know, okay. Jake's fine. I, he's defensive first catcher. I was hoping uh, Dylan Dingler from Ohio State uh, yeah. would uh, would provide a little bit more pop there. And so I think to see him in the next year or so. But, um, I mean, Rodgers, let's say Rodgers got full the full gig. We're looking at maybe eight home runs, batting 220. So, Martin Maldonado. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. So, uh, well, I'm, I'm just trying to find a glimpse of hope somewhere. I know. But, uh, I was just, I was we're, we're all trying to do that here in the D, and uh, um, you know, hey. that's Giants are gonna have a rough year too. If it makes you feel any better? The off season sucked. In a big, it won't make me feel any better. The Giants beat us in the World Series. Well, I was, the... I, I was there. I was live the game. Pablo went deep three times. I wasn't gonna bring it up. You brought the World Series up. So, dude, every time I. The only saving grace with the Giants is that I played on them in Little League and we won the World Series, you know, the championship. So, you know, I have like a Giants T-shirt, you know, still from back back in the day. So, but outside of that, dude, no, I don't feel anything bad for uh, for Giants fans. That's you know? very fair. Very. Fair. Yeah. And you know what's you know what's funny too is Marty can probably still wear the shirt. Anything I wore in Little League is barely fits my <laughs> left leg, probably. So, uh, big big difference there too. Um, all right, we're gonna wrap it up there. Tigers preview in the books. Uh, before we head on out, Marty. Remind everybody where they can find you and what you got going on. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Marty underscore Tallman. You can um, catch me each week on the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Pod. We do them Wednesday nights. Bubba, it's going to be excited. I'm excited to have you on that. And then Triple Players Ball, hit me up. Get into this, man. Come, you know, come, come again, come against the Triple Players and all the rest of the uh, the rest of the industry. You know, we're really excited. And baseball is coming quick, bro. It's coming fast. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. I've been I've been scheduling out these uh, team preview podcasts, and I do them like a week at a time. And I'm already scheduling into February, and I'm like, it's already February. Like, holy yeah. crikeys, it, it's flying by. It's insane that it's literally um, pitchers and catchers report in like two and a half weeks. Yep. So, and I want to thank you for having me on. You know, I always love being on the show. I'm a big I'm a big fan of the show. Before I was, um, you know, quote in the industry, and now that you know I'm here, I love being on it. So I love everything you do. So thank you. Thanks for having me on. And uh, always. I'm always here uh, to, you know, if you want to get depressed, we can talk Tigers baseball, man. I'm here for you. I always have fun talking to you. So next time <laughs> I have you on, we'll talk about something non-Tigers related. <laughs> Please. I'll make it. I'll make it my best. But uh, everybody, make sure, again, you follow Marty on Twitter at Marty underscore Tallman. Always great stuff from him and the Triple Play boys. But until next time, this is Ben with Bubba, your Detroit Tigers season preview. Catch you guys later. to 25 times your money this football season test your skills on prize picks the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports just select two or more players pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics and place your entry it's as easy as that if you have the skills you can turn ten dollars into 250 dollars with just a few taps easy gameplay quick withdrawals and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app ready to test your skills join the prize picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up right now prize picks will match your first deposit up to 100 just visit prizepicks.com get 100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.